This is a loosely coupled show with James Hickey and Derek Martin. If you're new to this channel, we chat about software architecture and design. Make sure to subscribe to get all our latest episodes. If you have a suggestion for a topic or a guest, make sure to let us know in the comments. So yeah, I guess we'll talk about just the idea of kind of the state of the industry right now compared to 15 years ago, I'd say. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I, I had tweeted about this idea and then literally like the next day you had tweeted. Which I'd never noticed. Thought, yeah. yeah. But the exact same kind of like I'll show both thing. of these right now in the video. Okay. But yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, I'll read mine and then I'll read yours. So basically, uh, I just had to say, like, we're moving towards more of the industry is like the tooling in the industry, I guess, is, is definitely moving towards um, focus on developer convenience. And it should be. I mean, that's we want to develop things quicker and be able to like deliver value to customers faster. Um, but then my comment was what a kind of, what have we lost or um, yeah. What have we lost? What's kind of the bad side of, of that, the trade-offs, I guess. And I'm just thinking of things like uh, Chrome takes up like so much memory and not just the browser. It's like, if you're using any, any desktop application that's using Electron or, or something like that, right? Like those apps just by default, if you want to build an Electron app, kind of have like your baseline is like, you've got a huge app and it takes up a lot of RAM. Um, can't really get around that. And node modules, it's like, seriously, like if I want to, <laughs> if I if I seriously want to build like a basic front end thing, whatever, like say Vue.js, I want to use just like a very basic Vue.js client, maybe use TypeScript. It's like, I mean, I'm maybe exaggerating a little bit, but it's probably close to like a gig of space, maybe half a gig. I don't know. Like I remember doing this just a few weeks ago, like, yeah, having like this new project installed, just kind of like a really basic set of packages. And it was almost a gig. It's like, what? what? Like that just, <laughs> oh, it, yeah. So basically in my, my comment on Twitter here, my, I said the words that come to mind are cruft, waste, garbage, bloat. So yeah, my questions are like, you know, all for the sake of convenience and speed. But, it, and there's the argument that like memory is cheap. So when we're talking about like a node modules for one project, that's like half a gig or whatever. Oh, okay. Well, you know, just get a bigger hard drive, but Tim, I mean, we could talk about that. I'll, I'll skip that for now. Cause I'm going to go back. I want to go forward to what you said the next day. And I'll read yours. So you, you said the next day, back in the early 2000s, I had a shell script I could run uh, that SSH to prod server. It did a CSV export, renamed directories. I could run it for my BlackBerry. Yeah, the good old BlackBerry. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so your comment is like, have we come a long way or not? And that's kind of what I was trying to say, right? It's like, how how far have we come in some ways, but in other ways, it's like, seriously, like when I think of the people who had the program in like the seventies, there's even like the sixties and seventies with like punch cards and stuff, even in the eighties and nineties, I guess too, like definitely compared to now when pe people had like kilobytes to deal with, right? Like you had to be very conscious of, your memory usage and being fancy 
now I understand that, you know, if you're going to be writing like C++ code and you're using, you're like manually having to deal with allocating memory and things like that, like your code's going to be a lot more difficult to maintain. It's going to be harder to read. So yeah, there's definitely something to say for like human readable code. But at the same time, when we're talking about, I'll, I'll go back to like the node, the node stuff. Then it brings up a whole, uh, this is like a huge I know, discussion. That's, that's what I was about to say. It's really hard to narrow down this, like, because it, it can go in so many different directions, how you want to think about the yeah. whole thing. I'll just say kind of a personal anecdote in regards to this. And it's basically around like, you know, I have thoughts like, should I fo continue focusing in .NET or should I maybe try to switch to like Node because... You know, it definitely seems like there's longevity in terms of, let's say, popularity. But then when I think of it, there's there's that part of me that's like the craftsman, just the like artisan craftsman, if you want, just that kind that part of me that that thinks seriously, like I if I enter that ecosystem, which you know, whatever, it is what it is. Do I really want to build apps that have like just these random packages that I don't know what they're doing? We've already seen so many security issues with the NPM packages and people are like, okay, yeah, whatever. Like, you know, but no, it's, it's a serious thing. Like security should be like super important if you're building like an actual line of business application or whatever, right? Like you actually have a business that's doing something for real customers and people are using it and it's exposed. Now I get people could use that argument against like open source any any open source project, yes, but no. I feel like when I think of like how .NET, when I compare Node to .NET, at I feel at least you're starting off in a better baseline, where well, a lot of the stuff is already given to you by Microsoft, and you that can trust that it's secure already. That's always the argument. Like, so if we're going in this direction of like, okay, node modules and that whole world, the, always the explanation, which is very valid, is that like there is no BCL, right? Yeah. There is no, so basically you got to collectively take all these packages, even as, as small as they are, to collectively make that kind of base. So the argument is, oh yeah, well, when you install .NET, it's however many megabytes that you install on your drive. And then if you have a pro, you know, I mean, if you're working on a project that is gonna do anything worthwhile, yeah, you're gonna be taking on a ton of packages in NPM because that's gonna give you your foundation just like you would have. So I can kind of understand that. There's a big difference though, is that those collective small packages, you don't know where they're coming from and what you're taking on. When you have some sort of, you know I mean, some type of BCL that say if we're talking about .NET and you're talking about .NET Core, you know where that comes from. It's yeah. one author. Yes, it's That's collectively an open source. Yeah, it's collectively an open source thing, but ultimately it's getting approved by one organization versus when you're using one package that has all these you know, I mean, transitive dependencies, yeah. like you don't know what they are. And, the, and this is the thing that I have said forever, which I don't think people take seriously at all, clearly, is because, <laughs> because, <Clearly>. package, <laughs> because package managers are so 
they've made so when we talk about like everything's got trade-offs right so when you mentioned like if there's cruft package managers to me have made it easier to share code at the expense of giving a shit that you're taking a dependency yeah right you can take a dependency willy-nilly like oh i just i need this package it's this what one function package because i need it (laughs) and you dismiss entirely taking on that dependency and the implications of taking on that dependency. Like the moment yeah. you take on a dependency, to me, you have to own it. I don't mean literally own the code, but you have to take ownership that you have that dependency and what that right. dependency is going to mean to your code base, right? Like going through the .NET framework, .NET core migration and looking at dependencies and all this other stuff, it made it abundantly clear to me on how much <laughs> that really mattered, what I just said. Like you're owning that. And if you yeah. want to make any progress... And when that like something like this comes along, is it just, oh, I just take it to pen. Like I need this package. Who cares? Like whatever. That's what package managers that, I feel like have made it. It's just. That's like 99% of what people do though. So that's the problem. And I, I do it too. Right. Like I do it too. And I recognize that I do it. And, but that's it. Like you're saying, it's like. It's convenience. It goes back to what your comment was. It's it what's is. the trade-off it's you're getting yeah. convenience of being able to share and reuse code, which is fantastic. We could get never mind into the ecosystems part of it, just dependencies in general, like outside dependencies. It yeah, it allows you to reuse and share a lot of the code that otherwise you couldn't. But there's there's a cost to, to taking a dependency. I think that's where if it really boils down to me, we're talking about all this stuff. It's there's a cost to taking on dependencies. I'm not saying you should write everything yourself. No, but there should be a so just a, a lot of more thought put into it than. I mean, going into your package config and saying, okay, I'm signing this version. This I, I need to find something. Let me go look on NPM or NuGet or whatever package manager you're using. And, oh, there it is. And then start using it. And it's like, what? Yeah. Like, you, like we said, there's just so, this is such a huge topic. But yeah, for me, it's even when considering like Node versus .NET. Like this, this is probably one of the biggest reasons I would stay with .NET. I mean, there's other things like, you know, opportunity, career opportunities and like those, those kinds of things. But again, this comes back to kind of, kind of, you know, my values as kind of a professional, kind, kind of a professional. <laughs> my my <laughs> values are like, I, I don't want to just like cobble together this thing because I know it's going to come back to bite me in the butt. It's going to come back to bite the business in the butt. You know, our loosely coupled shows, you know, about design and architecture. And this this is like a huge part of that that people just, I don't want to say ignore. But again, it's just, it's it's so convenient. It's, it's just, everybody does it, right? Everybody does it. It's so convenient. It's so fast. Everybody needs to move quickly. Then I get it. Yeah. But I when, get- I, when I look at like, now I'm going to take on like 5,000 packages where like one of them adds padding to a string and one of them concatenates a string. Oh, but don't forget that package also has like a, like a Bitcoin miner in it that you just have no idea. <laughs> like, so it's like my, my impression, and this is not scientific, this is just given my experience, is that generally when I, when I shoot, when I need something that the .NET framework does or platform doesn't give me, and I say, here's a, package that I'm going to use that does that nine times out of 10, that's 
an open source package that is very reputable in the community, I would say never, I don't want to say never, but I'll say never, where I'll actually look at a package and I'll, and I'll say, well, this is the kind of not, it's not very well known. It's to me, if I, if I see a package that's not, yeah, it doesn't have that, that popularity, I guess. I don't know how it's, reputation maybe is a better word, reputation in like in the community. I will be, I won't do it. Um, yeah. And the fact is I have everything I need from reputable packages uh, and, you know, I can trust that they're vetted. And pr I, maybe this is part of it too, is the fact that like these NPM packages, for example, if we want to compare, like a lot of them just seem to be very like so focused, so tiny. And you have so many of them that it's how, how do you vet those? How do you vet like 3000 packages? Like I, I install one package and it has like dependencies on 3000 other packages. How do I vet that? Where my experience with like NuGet packages, for example, like literally I can look at a list and be like, okay, these are all built-in things that I, they come from Microsoft, they're built-in, I can trust them. Oh, maybe there's three other things. And usually they're also very reputable packages that I can say, oh, okay, I already, I already know these are vetted or have, have that reputation. At least that's my experience. And for me personally, I feel more comfort in that. And like you said, it's a lot easier. Like, yeah, migrate, having to migrate from .NET framework to core, you, you, you have to start digging into your packages just to, to make sure they, the migration will go smoothly. Because there's like there's runtime issues too, right? You can't just yeah. you you can't just uh, say okay, it compiles and it builds, just the way that Microsoft kind of did .NET standard and all that stuff. You you have to dig in and you know figure that stuff out. But which, yeah, that's another topic. That's not ideal, but but yeah, you it's like you can do it. It's it's feasible to say I'm going to go through all my packages and I'm going to vet them and I'm going to look at them. Whereas if I want to build like just a really simple client side thing, but it's so overwhelming if you want to do something like that. Like I don't even know how you would do something like that. Like, so I, I can see the benefit of these like collectives or organizations that I don't even know. I think there's a few of them. I know there's one really popular one, but basically where they, it's an organization and you whatever pay for a subscription and you yeah. get your packages through them and they on your behalf will vet all the packages. And I think that solves kind of a need, in my opinion, whether people view it the same way, I guess it's yeah. a different. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Loosely Coupled Show. If you did, please subscribe for more on software architecture and design.